Blog Talk Radio. This show is sponsored by CoventryCreations.com.
And welcome to Keep It Magic, everybody. It is currently Tuesday, May the 29th. Can you believe it is already almost June? Half of 2012 is over. We will be dead in six months. <laughs> um. <laughs> is that what starting the show with, with um, that Adele song does for you? Yeah. <laughs> I I start to develop borderline personality disorder features listening to it now. I have to stay away from that kind of music. It like kind of you know moves you into this um, somber, morose uh, 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 type of song. Um, They're asking, "True Blood is that from Dark Shadows movie?" No, Um, (laughs) True Blood and Dark Shadows are two. Very, very very far apart. Yesterday on HBO, there was um, probably all weekend, there was a True Blood marathon prepping for the season opener. Yeah. So every time I decide to sit down and watch TV, I got to watch a little True Blood, which is something you can't watch with the family. (laughs) No, you cannot. You can't watch True Blood with the family? No. No. Have Have you never seen it? No. Okay. Well, I'm into Anne Rice's vampires. I'm not into others. I don't cheat on Anne. Oh, that's too bad because I think the other vampires are so much better. <laughs> but um, the um, True Blood is very dirty. There's lots of um, gratuitous nudity and and lots of violence and blood and gore. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Oh, Carrie is saying that she is a vampire. That's wonderful. Well, to reach Jackie off the air, go to www.coventrycreations.com. Again, that's www.coventrycreations.com. While you're there, um, we have a full-service shop for all of your magical candle needs. So if you have a problem in your life, regardless of what that candle is, uh, or what that problem is, rather, we have a candle for that. <laughs> to reach me off of the air, go to www.psychicfriendsnow.com. Our show page website is www.keepitmagic.com. You can follow us on Facebook at Keepin' It Magic. And also, um, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Keep It Magic. Mary Lee24 in the chat room is saying, Love your book, Jackie! <laughs> In that town. Mary. (laughs) In in that town. I've been getting a lot, Jackie, of, uh, I'm segueing past the destructive vampires and Annadelle, a lot of um, really great comments on my Pinterest article. I have noticed that. Uh, explain, Explain to our listeners. Well, first of all, go to keepitmagic.com. There's a blog article from me on Pinterest, and um, it's inspired by a lot of different things. It's inspired from uh, a tarot. It's inspired from oracle decks. It's inspired from uh, 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 Rorschach testing. Um, and basically what it is that you do is that you can use um, Pinterest two ways. You can either use it as an oracle to uh, get information um, about your life um, by tapping into, uh, uh, you know, higher energies of, of, of some sort. But you can also use it as a way to uh, to bring magic into your life also. And it's real simple. All you do is that you sign up for Pinterest, of course, and then you're going to get um, – they even give you friends in the beginning um, uh, based on your particular interests. 
So you'll instantly have people that you can follow. And then you take the clock time. Like right now it's 4.09 p.m. here on the East Coast. So you add the 4, the 0, and the 9, okay, and you come up with 13. Um, so you would go to Pinterest and you would go to, um, you know, you would just go, you know, like reading a book, um, left to right, find the 13th image and that will be, um, what your, uh, what your reading or what your magic is about. So I did it. And of course, Jackie, I do it and I go, what type of magic do I need to bring into my life? And I get this image that eerily looks like, um, uh, the death card from the legacy of the divine tarot. Wow. Okay. Um, so I, you know, so I would, you know, then printed up the image and did, I do like a little mapping when I'm doing, um, work of that nature. So I printed up the image and basically the message that I was getting from this was more about letting go of the past. Um, uh, you know, letting dead works be dead. Um, so what I did then is just took that particular, um, ideal, okay, and then, you know, I, I've been obsessed with baby food magic. So um, uh, I got the particular ingredients, some, uh, uh, a holder, um, and I put in sea salt and lavender into, like, the base of the holder mm-hmm. um, as kind of like a purification. I wanted it to, to be around uh, uh, the, the glass jar. Um, and basically, uh, you, uh, so I put the lavender and the salt around the drawer because I wanted peace and harmony to come in rather than, you know, the dead works. And then basically what I did is I put a, um, some ingredients in the drawer. Um, of course I emptied the drawer of the baby food and cleaned it out and put, um, uh, olive oil, clove, rosemary, um, and cinnamon and um, orange and lemon zest in the jar. Um, and then I took a, you know, and shook it up, and then I put a spell reversal candle on top mm-hmm. and let it burn. And it burned, like, in less than an hour, Jackie. I mean, it was all over the place wow. in less than an hour. And um, it seals up, of course, the um, what I want in the jar. And basically how I'm going to use it is... Um, you know, when I'm feeling in that space that I'm wanting to attach onto it again, Jackie, I'm going to go over there and I'm just going to play with, you know, work with the jar a little, shake it back up. Um, you know, if it's really intense, I can always take um, uh, another spell reverse candle, um, open it up, you know, the jar up, um, dip the spell reverse candle in the in the fluid because it's olive oil. Mm-hmm. And then put it back on top of uh, uh, the thing and let it burn again. I like it. I like it. So um, I love that. I mean, I think that's a great – I love how you create magic. We both do this. You create magic in everyday items and everyday things. Yeah. So that's – because that's what, that's what it is. Um, and it, 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 it was a lot of fun, actually, um, Taking the components, who would think that a letting go spell would be fun? But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it was a lot of fun uh, taking uh, the particular ingredients together and going through um, uh, the back of the Coventry Magic Book and pulling out uh, the particular ingredients that I wanted for the spell. Um, I wanted a seven number because it's seven for spirituality. Okay. Um, so I wanted seven uh, ingredients. Um and it basically worked out um, very well. I'm very pleased with it. I took a nice little picture and posted it on the, the Pinterest article, and uh, yeah. I love that, and I, I do 
I do like what you put together there. It just gets my mind to go. And I have a question for you. Sure. Did you use the back of the book as like an oracle, or did you um, read about different things? I, I I read about it. I did enough oracle with the Pinterest. So. That's true. <laughs> because sometimes I'll I'll get stuck on something, and I'll just go um, to the part four called putting on the party dress in the book, otherwise known as the back of the book. Yeah. And I'll just go there and open up to something. And sometimes it's like right now it's just a tarot card. Yeah. A magician is the one that caught my eye. Um, or um, Amber, the other one that caught my eye. So yeah. that's wow. That's wow. What an interesting, what a very interesting combo pack. Well, basically, you know, I created the term pintermancy to go along with bibliomancy. You know, if you do it in a book, it's of course bibliomancy. If you do it on Pinterest, it's pintermancy. I love it. I you love know, it. So yeah, it's it's really interesting. If uh, if people do not know, Pinterest dot com is now the number three biggest social network in the world. Um, uh, you know, following of course Facebook and Twitter. Um, uh, so uh, you know, um, uh, all three of the major writers from Coventry or from Keep It Magic, um, Jackie, Patty, and I all have Pinterest accounts. Um, so you may want to follow us there. Um, it's a really great place to, um, I think, Jackie, to take um, particular uh, pictures of the particular spouts that we're doing mm-hmm. um, and and put them up because a lot of people want to see um, what it looks like. Well, we're going to put together um, a contest through Coventry yeah. um, where you can put up a picture of, um, where you have found our candles in different stores, and of course tag the stores, yeah, um, and so that other people can see that that store has the products, and um, and also you know your your Coventry candle in action, yeah, um, what spell it, that you're working it with, and et cetera, um, put, putting those things on Pinterest, and um, we're I think it's in July we're going to be um, hooking up that contest, so we're right on the same page. I love it. Yeah. So I made some financial decisions. You did. Um, this past uh, weekend, you know, working on some things, yeah. and um, and I and I just feel really, really right. And I made some other decisions based on that decision, and and um, and it's funny because you know I, I just used the back of my book to to do the same thing you were talking about, and I was like, so are these good decisions? And so I said I went to magician, and then I said I went to Amber. I do believe I did make the right decision. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be super. Super successful, because if you think about it, the magician is about um, creating and creation, and yes. and putting all the elements to work in your favor. And then amber is so amber enhances whatever magical intent you have. It brings um, order out of chaos. It um, it enhances the powers of what you're doing. Very much about money. I mean, it, it was the symbol of wealth. In um, in the Baltic areas, yeah, with whole rooms made out of amber. So, yes. So like, wow, that's really. And I'm not saying that you can just. Yeah, you pretty much can use any book, but what? But you want to think about, you know, like within Pinterest or with with the bibliomancy or Pintermancy, um, what are you going to gain out of that information? You yeah. can use absolutely any book. You know, and and put your finger on a word, or or using the Bible, which always works. It's crazy how well that works. Yeah. 
um, it, uh, which is why I did the Coventry Oracle, because it was kind of along the same way. Um, well, the interesting thing about bibliomancy, which just kind of blew me away, and I will tell you, um, uh, my therapist had me read a book called Feeling Good by David Burns. Okay. Um, and it's a book about um, basically cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, and it is about changing um, if you suffer from anything along um, the PTSD spectrum, um, uh, uh, you know, which my diagnosis is hyper, hypermania with PTSD uh, uh, features. Um, so uh, basically, um, if you suffer from anything in which images from the past or things of that nature affect you, cognitive behavioral therapy just kind of helps you to be able to begin to change those particular uh, scripts in regards to your uh, head. And uh, one of the things in this book that I found amazing, Jackie, was he, he did a test, and one of the tests was um, handing just the simple concept of handing somebody a book um, or telling them to get a book on cognitive behavioral therapy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they're suffering. If you're suffering from uh, abuse and a book on abused women, if you're suffering from, you know, uh, whatever, just get a book on whatever. What he fa- found is that the process of reading through a particular book is oftentimes more successful than psychotropic medications. Okay. I can I can see that. Yeah. Um, so it basically he called it bibliomancy. <laughs> I love it. Because you're going to glean stuff from that. You're going, you're going to find what's relatable in your life, and, and you're going to get some aha moments. But psychotropic therapy, you're, you're just, aren't you just masking the symptoms at that point? Um, psychotherapeutic medications, um, uh, the purpose for them is to, number one, usually when the person begins to go into therapy, okay, you need to get them stabilized. So basically, with stabilization, what you do is that you um, uh, uh, you know you use the medications to bring them to a center, basically, um, and then basically, you know, many um, therapists believe, you know, like my therapists believe, you know, the slow bringing them down off of most of the medications. There's one that I'll have to stay on probably forever, but um, uh, which is Librium to keep it, you know, so that I don't go into raving mania. But um, uh, so if you all see me dancing on the ceiling. You know what's going on. Just tell me to get down and take a pill. Uh, <laughs> or if you suddenly see me saying, "I am live from Mexico," tell me to take a pill. <laughs> um, but um, with other features like PTSD, depression, um, uh, other factors that are um, in all of Axis uh, uh, One diagnosis, for the most part, which is. Access one usually means that it's curable. Access two means that it's not. Um, uh, so all access one diagnoses, you know, pretty much you can eventually wean them off of the medication or on a very, very light dosage of the medication just to keep them particularly balanced. In my case, I create way too much ser- serotonin. So it, um, you know, blocks that particular um, creation pretty much. Um, okay. 
I'm following you. I'm following yeah. you. It took me a minute, but I'm following you. Yeah. So uh, the bibliotherapy concept in regards to it, Jackie, I thought was uh, amazing, you know, that now that there is um, a very well-respected psychotherapist that is using the word bibliomancy. I, I love how things are coming together. But then again, um, you know, like I said, I said it in my book and I say it now, is that, you know, psychology was considered the witchcraft of its time. Yes. And that you know you should just be able to pull your pull yourself up by your bootstraps and get over it, um, but it doesn't always work that way, does it, my dear? No, it does not. <laughs> Sometimes pulling yourself up by the bootstraps is the wrong thing, because I'm very adept at that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, that is one thing I can do very well. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so it is it is definitely interesting um, uh, that a lot of these concepts are. I'm going to a new level, and you're right, you know, hypnosis in the 1800s, um, and interestingly, um, the beginning of uh, psychotherapy, the beginning of the Order of the Golden Dawn, the beginning of um, uh, hypnosis, um, the whole spiritual movement began at the time that the planet Neptune was discovered. And the planet Neptune is about moving beyond the physical. Now, of course, it usually comes up in very destructive ways because I don't think we deal with the planet well, and I don't think that we have a lot of uh, of um, uh, good models to show us how to let go. Um, uh, well, do you think it affected us before it was discovered? Um, I think the synchronicity, I, I, I think that it affected us. Um, I think that when a planet is discovered, we're ripe for dealing with it. Or we're forced to. It, or, or we're forced to deal with it, yeah. Um, but, but, you know, more the, um, you know, the planet has now made itself known. So the, the issues in regards to, um, uh, in regards to Neptune um, started to, to float out everywhere at that particular point once it became known. You've seen the same thing, um, uh, you know, with, with Pluto, um, which, um, uh, uh, came out at the same time um, as uh, the discovery of the day of Pluto was the same day as the beginning of the Manhattan Project, which was um, our top secret nuclear bomb project. Now, um, question on, on this, well, actually comment, really, sure. is that I, I think that what happens is when there's um, an attention that's, spent in a certain direction means that um, we're ready for it and mm-hmm. it's stuff it's a conversation that needs to begin like you said with yeah. with um, Neptune but also if you look at if you look at the the prevalence of hoodoo I mean come on people didn't talk about this for generations I mean even even when it was prevalent and people were were doing this as, as part of their life as part of their lifestyle um, they didn't talk about it so, mm-hmm. so looking at in the past, say seven years, as hoodoo has become um, and, and conjure work and root work is becoming a household world, a household hold word in the um, alternative spirituality world, um, or akashic records. You know, oh yeah, I know what those are. You know, people talking mm-hmm. about that. It's because um, it's a conversation that needs to happen. You know, Neptune was a conversation that needed to happen. Well, it wasn't that long ago, Jackie, that the word um, uh, uh, soulmate at the end of the 80s 
um, was considered uh, a woo-woo um, spiritual, alternative spirituality mm-hmm. fringe term. Now you see it on the cover of Cosmo. Um, uh, right. So it makes its way into uh, pop culture in very significant uh, sort of ways. Um, Which is funny because even... Let's go 60, 70 years ago. Um, even arranged marriages were still in, in the standard culture, in, our, in the everyday white bread culture, there was still arranged marriages. Yeah. Which, you know, oh, we're from this, um, we're from this um, class, and you need to marry her, and she needs to marry this guy, and da-da-da, and, and absolutely. So, so soulmate was so not a concept. Yeah. At all that that you could have, and and granted, and we all have our own versions of what soulmate means, um, which I think it's it's a dangerous concept personally. Yeah. Um, people think I'm going to call my soulmate to me, and I'm like, well, be careful. <laughs> Just because I mean, there's I think there's a difference between um, a life partner, someone who is a blessing to your life, and a soulmate, because I consider your soulmate as the Sometimes is the person who brings the toughest lesson to your life, and and it might be that um, that toughest lesson or the most maybe the most life changing lesson, and that yeah. can that can really shake your foundation. And so you think your soulmate is the evildoer in your life, yeah. whereas um, your soulmate just opened the door for you to really be who you are. And who but the one who loves us the most on the other side? would come and give us that hard lesson. Yeah. In Kabbalah, the uh, the concept of soulmate is a little bit different. Um, the concept of soulmate involves, number one, the word marriage is attached to it. Um, uh, and the other thing is, is that there's usually an enormous amount of difficulties um, that prevent the soulmate relationship from occurring. In other words, in order to get to, um, like I can take your relationship with Tony, okay, in order for you to merit the relationship with Tony, you had to go through that first marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you had to go through it, you had to open up to it, and uh, things along those lines. Um, so uh, usually, you know, when we begin to petition or we begin to ask the universe or um, uh, ask the light to bring in our soulmate, oftentimes you're going to, you know, a sh- complete crazy sandstorm of hell right. and Sodom and Gomorrah is about to fly through <laughs> your life um, at, at that particular point. Our friend... Um, Beth, uh, uh, several years ago, she had called me up and she goes, you know, I just did something and she goes, and I want to know how you feel about it. And she says, I've asked for spiritual testing. And I said, are you crazy? (laughs) So now we have a joke many years later, and I tell her, Beth never asked for spiritual um, uh, testing again. Your life went absolutely nuts when you asked for spiritual testing. Oh, yeah. And it's past fail. I mean, there's no grading system. It's absolutely pass-fail. Well, you know, when I when I work with clients who are looking to do some uh, love magic and find that, that quote-unquote soulmate, we, what I do is I spend time talking to them about what, what it is they're really looking for, and, and I throw out the idea of 
and this idea is absolutely um, um, directed by my experience, but um, do you want that hot, passionate, blah, 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 you know, soulmate type thing, or do you want the person that you love, whether they're your soulmate or not? Uh-huh. That you don't care what their spiritual purpose is in your life. They love you, you love them, and you fit. Oh, my God. That almost, the way you said that, I almost wanted to create a Barney spell. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, I, you know what? I did not have Barney in the house, so. <laughs> I want to create a Barney. I want to go get a little Barney now and <laughs> yeah. create some magic around Barney. We have to take a break. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna we're, we are going to take a break while we play around with the purple dinosaur. Uh, <laughs> don't touch that dial. We'll be back in a flash. You're listening to Keep It Magic. You know the bed feels warmer sleeping here.
mm-hmm. regardless of what it is that you're ingesting, your needs are being t- taken care of. So the Israelites start getting, you know, um, uh, uh, whiny and complaining, and they're going to Moses, and they're saying, uh, you know, we want meat, we want meat, we want meat, uh, you know, and uh, all of this other stuff. And finally God gets a little bit irritated, and God says, um, okay, you know, I'm going to give them meat until it comes out of their teeth. <laughs> um, and what I was thinking about, as I was reading through that particular passage, Jackie, is a way, you, you know, oftentimes um, our particular reaction to um, dealing with somebody on a magical level is to shut them down, bind them, um, uh, throw them in the freezer. You know, we, we have a whole um, prescription um, uh, of things that you can do to, to deal with somebody that is being a little bit ostentatious. Um, uh, or obnoxious, for that matter. Um, and basically, you know, I think that the Bible is being a little bit interesting. Is it saying with these particular people, don't bind them, don't throw them in the freezer, give them exactly what they want <laughs> until it hurts. Until it hurts. Until it hurts, basically. Um, and you know what I was thinking. You know, a lot of people. Um, uh, uh, you know, for people that, I don't know, if, I'm sure everybody has people around them, Jackie, that are just a little bit greedy, you know what I mean? They always want more, um, and they can't ever be, um, and that's not to say that, that more is wrong by any means. I think mm-hmm. that there is a good way to get more, and then I think that, you know, the demanding the entitlement side of it, I should have um, a negative approach to, you know, just the word greed. Um, or, or the people who are... Um, I, I, I was thinking for a minute, like, um, um, the greedy people who are uh, taking from others. Yeah. Stealing. The word that I, for some reason, couldn't think of. and Whether it's electronically or, or whatever. Inundate them with it. Yeah. Um, so basically... Um, you know, what um, uh, the Bible is instructing is rather than buying them, give them exactly what it is that they want. Yep. And it so reminds me of uh, Coventry, uh, you, you know, um, Coventry magic. Um, uh, you know, because number one, um, it is much more effective. Um, uh, you know, if you take, if if, if uh, you you've come across an individual that is, uh, uh, you know, either ultra competitive towards you or these other things, and basically, you know, what they want to be is is at the top of the ladder. Burn a damn road opener spell for them. Open those doors, and then how are they really going to like it when they're under that particular microscope? You know, there's um. Yeah, I love that idea. I just, I just love that idea. That, that I think that's a great way to roll with it. See, you come up with some of the best stuff. I'm, I've been teaching you right. <laughs> you know, so I was, I was thinking, Jackie. Say, for example, you had um, uh, somebody that um, uh, you know you're giving and you're giving and you're giving to them, and yet it's never 
seems to be enough. They're always wanting more, and um, you know that they want more money, they want more things, they want more um, materialistic trappings, basically, because that usually is you know where greed often comes out. Um, uh, even people collectors, I think, you know, what it is that they, that's a form of uh, of materialism. I think you know when you have to have uh, you know six hundred ninety three thousand friends. Um, on Facebook. Yeah, on Facebook. Um, uh, uh, you know, it is a, uh, uh, I think in many ways it's kind of like this um, greedy, my EPIN is bigger than your EPIN um, type of mentality. Um, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, so, you know, Jackie, how would you magically approach that? Giving someone everything they want. Yeah someone who is um, being greedy. Um, I like the road opener. I use lots of water energy. Um, kind of like uh, just giving them everything they want, uh, letting it flow, 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 flow. Um, I'd also make it spicy. Uh-huh. Um, cinnamon, nutmeg, allspice, um, that kind of spicy. Uh, because uh, when you have a lot of it, then it starts to burn. Like, mm-hmm. um, but it's very, but a little bit goes a long way with with those with those spicy things. Um, and again, using more watery type stuff, watery, so it flows faster. And one of the things that I found personally when I work with people, and and also in my own life, is that if I'm having um, money issues, I I ground it, but um, like I, I have it take root versus having it flow too much. Sometimes money can flow too much, but I would say make it flow even faster. Yeah. I would use maybe like um, imagery around um, maybe like the, the eight of wands and the six of swords, mm-hmm. having that, that water flow faster. Um, or even the nine of cups with that, mm-hmm. just to keep it, to keep it here. <laughs> that wish fulfillment, getting what you, what you wish for can be a scary thing. Um and then um and then sometimes what happens is that you want them to raise their vibrations a bit. So if let's say this is someone who is keeps trying to compete with you for that job. Yeah. Right. So that um that they everything that you do or everything they're just they're always in competition with you at work and it's very frustrating and they're trying to steal ideas from you and you go, "Okay, have it. Take it." Get all that extra responsibility and you know all that extra accolades that you think you're getting with all the extra responsibility, and see what happens. See if you can really handle it, especially if all you're doing is copying off of me. Mm-hmm. And so I would also throw something in there like frankincense or sandalwood to kind of raise their vibration so that they learn the lesson once they get it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I was thinking about a couple of my author friends who were talking about discovering that their books are on, on um, people's download lists and, and they're, it's being distributed for free uh, from from these different um, e, e-pirates, shall we say. And, yeah. And I was thinking what that, you know, if you could... So if they got, you know, all of a sudden downloaded with millions and millions and millions of books, then they would all of a sudden be on people's radar, like the authorities' radar, or... Maybe they would um, get something that that has a virus on it, or you know, et cetera. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. you can get too much of that whole thing. But um, 
Yeah, I think that's I think that's really I would I would play with things like that. I would also play with um lots of turquoises. Turquoises are very movable. Um it's going to move it really fast. And then I would do this like full moon type stuff. Yeah. You you're a lot nicer than me. What would you use? Um, I think that I would burn, like, say, for example, it was somebody that just could not get enough money and could not get enough money, and they were trying, you know, constantly. I think I would burn um, a, a road opener and a um, prosperity candle for them, or a fast cash candle, one or the other. Mm-hmm. And then I would think I would take the ma- the remaining wax, Jackie, put it in a bowl, melt it in a microwave. Mm-hmm. And then what I would do is I would take their picture, and I would pour the wax on the picture, and then I would take it, and I would lay it on a flat surface, and then put a huge brick on it. Well, that's another way of looking at it. I was just putting the ingredients together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. You know, I the like weight of, uh, you know, because you're applying the weight and the pressure of uh, of basically um, uh, what it is that they want on top of them. Um, we do have someone talking about how to um, remove a curse or destroy a curse on you, and I have um, I have a wonderful, wonderful spell for you to use, and this is to get rid of any energy that someone's purposely casting upon you. Mm-hmm. And what you do is you take I use I start with a cookie sheet on the floor and some sand, and I actually had someone bring me some sand from the Atlantic and the Pacific Ocean, I mixed it together. Uh-huh. So I have the, the sand from the ocean. And I just like that because it just washes it away. Yeah. Um, and then you write your name um, nine times on on a, a tissue-like napkin. Okay, that you want it so it, it's going to shred. And you, So you have to write really carefully, like write with a Sharpie. Yeah. And you put that in the sand... On, on your cookie sheet. This is why I do it in a cookie sheet. It's easier to deal with later. And you literally grind your grind into the sand so this tissue is nothing but shred. Just grind it in there. And it might take a minute, but that's the point of it, is what you're doing is you're grinding away anyone's hooks or drains or, mm-hmm. or um, anything that's on you. You're literally grinding it away and off of you. And then you gather up all that sand and and put it in a metal bowl. And I say metal because um, uh, wood would burn and then glass could potentially shatter because this might just heat up. And you put it in there, and then that's when I would take a, an uncrossing candle. Or if you don't have an uncrossing candle, possibly just a um, uh, a black candle. But the uncrossing is going to work even better. Yeah. And you nestle that into the sand. And and make sure you have to stay with it, um, but you light that and you let that burn, and every day and and for as long as you're with it, and there's a reason why you have to be with it, because sometimes that sand, if wax becomes really embedded in it, it can ignite too, um, so you want to be there, and um, so let that candle burn all the way down. And then once it's once it's down to like level with the sand, uh-huh. tip that bowl, <clears throat> throw it all into a paper bag, and drive that paper bag as far away from your house, um, like literally the other side of town, and throw it in a dumpster without looking back. And that is 
pulls that energy out of you and and uncrosses. I did that for my. I've done that for myself a couple times. I've done that for other clients, and the one I did for myself, I used a tempered bowl that I had used for other spell work, and this is from a glass blower. So this is super tempered. I mean, it should be able to take a lot of heat. It was double fired. Um, it shattered the entire bowl. Oh my god! And um, it caught my entire altar on fire. But the crazy thing is within within minutes information came to me as to um how I had, I did some clearing and how some people in my life were reacting and it let me know exactly what was going on. Mm-hmm. Within minutes storm. I'm talking about I'm in the middle of of you know scraping all this stuff <laughs> off my altar and into a bag without touching it cuz you don't want to touch it with your hands cuz you don't want to pull it back into you. Yeah. So I'm using like um like a uh, dust a dustpan to scoop it in a big bag and uh and um put it in there and then and then took it out within within minutes. I don't care what they used to yeah. um put the curse on you. This is you taking it off. And I got to tell you. I got to tell you this is the thing about curses is they are 90% bluster. They're 90% bluster. Yeah. They're they're like you know being afraid of the shadow. Yeah, there's something kind of scary in the in the corner, but you're more afraid of the shadow that it's casting. So you're focusing on the shadow of it. Yep, curses will. They don't hit you in your strong spot. They hit you in your weak spot. So even if it's somebody, if somebody was let's say um, jealous of my husband's relationship with me, and they're gonna throw some energy, it's not gonna hit me in the relationship because that's what's really strong. It's gonna hit me somewhere else. Yeah. That could potentially affect my relationship, but what it's going to do is it's going to hit me in self-esteem issues or financial issues or something like that, which I don't feel as strong in. But my relationship, I feel I feel solid as a rock on. Um, so it's going to go just like water. It's going to go for the weakest point and drill its way in. So that's when you have to stop and say something doesn't feel right. And they're not permanent. They're not. I've dealt with so many of them that once you look at them in the light of day, understand what it is and say, I no longer allow this in my life. And, and it can be a little more elaborate than that. Mm-hmm. You pull it out, and then, but you have to believe it. Because if you're like, I don't know if this is going to work, it's not going to. It's never going to work if you doubt it. So you have to, you have to, and so all of these different things are about, you building confidence of it. I mean, just the the energetic release you have of grinding that that napkin into the sand, mm-hmm. and just like you're grinding it off of you. It's it's brilliant and it's worked. I've done it with a couple people and it's worked every time without fail. Um, and so one of the things that happens when you do magic is that magic sets up that energetic shift for you. You still have to walk the path. Like, we can do healing work, we can do magic, we can do all this stuff, but you still have to walk this new path with this new energy and this new vibration. You can very quickly snatch back that old belief because it might be more comfortable. I do it all the time. I know from what I speak. <laughs> I think also when you're um, when you're doing any form of uh, curse removal work or reversible work, mm-hmm. um, uh 
I think that it is important also to analyze the particular um, either relationship or situation or um, uh, circumstance, because most curses are brought about by the word envy. Mm-hmm. Um, and possibly working um, some magic um, around yourself as well. For example, um, uh, not that Jackie does this, but say, for example, her, um, you know, somebody is jealous of Jackie's relationship with her husband. It can be for many reasons. Um, it can be that, uh, uh, that she wants that type of relationship in her life. It can be mainly that, uh, uh, you know, Jackie, you could be too showy in regards to your relationship. Um, uh, you know, it can be a whole different variety of things um, uh, that could cause somebody to go in curse mode. And, I, and, and just from my own personal ex- experience, remove, you know, simply removing um, has never been enough for me. Um, and this is just my own personal thing. I've always had to go in afterwards and do healing candles, heart candles, right. um, self-improvement candles, looking at my particular energy hook in the action as well. Okay, so let's let's give a for instance. Sure. Okay. So the for instance is I, sometimes I have to figure out what my for instance is. So let's say that the tree has fungus on it. Yeah. And you scrape off the fungus. Yes. But now the tree has this raw bare area. Okay? Cuz you've pulled the the when you scrape off the fungus the bark is now off and so you, the tree's exposed. Right? Yes. Now it gets infested by bugs. So then what you do is um you then do all the different things to get rid of the bugs. Well, now that there's the holes that the bugs made, so now more fungus can can grow in there or maybe a woodpecker gets in there and makes it bigger because they were going for the bugs. Yeah. So do you see what I'm saying? So you never really took care of the real um you never protected yourself, you never refilled. So when um um and I'm of course I'm I'm not sure how you get a fungus off a tree. I'm just kind of making this up so to speak. So so the tree has the fungus and you want to get rid of the fungus. Well you also need to um coat it. I remember yeah. seeing that when the tree across the street was being taken care of, they literally scraped down part of the bark because there was something going on, but then they coated it with tar so nothing could get in there. I'm like, what the heck's going on? Or like when you cut off a branch, they coat it with tar so insects can't get in there. So so when you're doing um, curse removal or you're doing energy like that, you have to refill. If you never refill, something new will take hold because it's a void. And and not only is it a void, it feels empty. Yeah. You feel like something's wrong when you you know um, when you change a behavior or, or do uh, or, or do something that says, oh, I'm going to get this person out of my life because they're they create a lot of drama. Then you get that person out of your life, and you're like. Wow, it's it's really quiet around here. Yeah, I'm really bored. <laughs> I'm really bored. I need a little I need a little action in my life. So what you're doing is you're then um bringing somebody in um in for drama. Now, in the radio show, what we can do is we can give you sometimes spells to do. Um we can um give you information on different ingredients, herbs, etc., different concepts. 
Now, if what you need goes beyond what we can give you in the radio show, it's time to then make an appointment with Storm or myself or or Patty uh, Shaw, who's my business partner, sister, and um, um, partner in, in Akashic Record work, and or another healer, mm-hmm. and get help. Because if it's something that you don't think you can tackle on your own, it's okay. Just like you can't set your own broken arm and you would go to the doctor or, you know, you would get um, – you would get, uh, you know, you can't do your own um, um, cavity in your in your tooth. You go get a, additional help. And, and if you need to re-listen to the show to write down the information that was given, we will be in archives within, what, 10, 15 minutes after the show ends? Yeah. So um, that's something that you can do there. Now, again, I don't want to just leave somebody hanging, but there's only so much we can cover um, yeah, in a yeah. show like this. Um, so, yeah, so Angel Love. Schedule an appointment with Jackie. Keep it or CoventryCreations.com. We have to take a break, Jackie. Um, uh, it is almost at the top of the hour. Um, visit our sponsor at CoventryCreations.com, where all of your magical needs can be taken care of. You can even get that uncrossing candle over at uh, CoventryCreations.com. We'll be back in a flash. You're listening to Keep It Magic. Do not touch that dial. Be not working hard. Yeah, right, picture that with a Kodak Or better yet, go to Times Square Take a picture of me with a Kodak Took my life from negative to positive I just want y'all to know that And tonight, let's enjoy life Pitbull, Naya, Neo, that's Yo, girl, when I'm involved with the secret in the Masons, baby, baby, and it ain't no secret. My family's from Cuba. 
Facebook, but I'm an American. I don't get money like secrets. Put it on my life, baby. I'll make you feel right, baby. Can't promise tomorrow, but I promise tonight. talking about that I'm like well I just did that um sometimes I think that what happens is that the 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 issues in regards to eclipses and the issues in regards to energies make themselves well known right before the exact date mm-hmm. um it's kind of like the coffee is brewing it's not okay. done yet you know the timer hasn't gone off but it's right. but it's brewing so um, okay gotcha I like that and we're also you remember an eclipse cycle is that whole month period um, so, uh, uh, you know, yeah, it's looking at the bigger picture, all those kinds of stuff, um, and it's definitely um, interesting, to say the least. But we'll be talking about a lot of astrology 
um, uh, in our secret next week. Um, and Carrie is saying there was just in the clips. You listen to our show every week. Carrie, you better go hide in the corner, girl, because you listen to the show every week, and we did a whole show on the clips as you bad girl. <laughs> you can go back in the archives, Carrie, and listen to the, the show on Eclipses, and everybody else can go into the archives um, and re-listen to the show on Eclipses for the upcoming Eclipses as well. Um, Jackie, there was a, another question in the chat room in, in regards to, it was a little bit of a, you know, we tend to look at, you know, usually the greedy um, from the perspective of, um, Money usually, but um, someone asked a question about what do you do with a player or a, a heartbreaker um, with this particular uh, you know thing that I was li- listening to to give them everything they want. Let's do some Coventry magic from the back of the book, girl. Okay, so if you're looking, it depends on what you want to. So what do you want to do with the player? Do you want do you want to punish them? Do you want them no, to let's give them way? everything they want. Let's give them everything they want. Yeah. Um, you know what? I would start with a condom, <laughs> and I would I would fill it with things that are very lusty. I would fill it with sweetness and honey and all that other stuff. Damiana. Yeah, some Damiana, some even some cinnamon. That's money and love. Cinnamon is great for that. Um, speeds up that that whole hormonal thing. Um, I would put in some um, high John in there. I would actually grab a high John candle. As well as a come to me candle, and um, um, I would I would literally fill the condom up with all of that stuff using a sharpie if it if it'll work on the side of the condom, write their name on it, or put their name inside of it. Uh-huh. Um, a picture of them even better, and then put um, uh, you know I would even write player across it. This one's a player, and then I would put in things that represented them getting lots of attention from and I would even give them attention from both sexes. Uh-huh. I would I don't you know assuming that they're heterosexual I give them lots of um homosexual attention as well. Um different things that would represent that attention. Maybe it's rose petals or um phone numbers, right? Random phone numbers. Uh-huh. You know, and shove them in there and and for a good time call, you know, literally and and put that in there like I said with lots of um honey and and um uh let's see what else would I put in there. That's very um, some high John root, some jasmine, um, oh some vanilla for men. Um, uh, what else is a really good love draw? Um, to draw the gay sandalwood. Sandalwood and even some lavender. Um, and then um, let's see, what would I do it do with it from there? I would I would put it in front of a mirror even. Put it in a mirrored box, or, or if sometimes I make I do my shortcut mirrored box, which is I'll take a shoe box or a small box like that, and I'll line it with um, aluminum aluminum foil with a shiny side out, mm-hmm. um, and and put at least two little like mini mirrors that you can pull from a compact in there, reflecting back to each other, and put them in a perpetual state of next, 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 next. Yeah. Who's next? Who's next? I I would even take that box, Jackie, and uh-huh. take it to the uh, the local porn shop, and the trash cans that are in the back, or something of that nature, like mm-hmm. the, uh, you know the um, the dumpster. Mm-hmm. I would put them in the dumpster. Or um, or if not that, then then the local nightclub that has the reputation. Yes. 
strip club, you know, club, uh, yeah. yeah. And then, um, uh, and then, but before you even do that, before you take it there, I would, I would literally light um, a come to me candle mm-hmm. on a on a in a candle holder or on a candle holder that's too small, and let all that wax drip in there, and all around it, literally coat the outside of that with come to me. And put some hygiene oil on it. And, um, yeah. And with the caveat, I always like giving a caveat, unless you do right by me. Uh-huh. Feel my pain. I would um, take four come-to-me candles. Four? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the middle... I would uh, uh, take a candle that represented that individual's zodiac sign. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would take uh, some, you know those super red hot candies, Jackie? Mm-hmm. I would take them and crush them into a powder. Um, and I would put um, on that... Uh, uh, you know, and maybe in that particular powder, put some cinnamon and some other stuff in it. You know, mm-hmm. hot, spicy stuff. You know, to make them really hot and you know mm-hmm. aroused. Um, uh, and then basically take that, Jackie. Anoint the particular candle with um, follow me oil. And then I would roll the candle in that dust. Then I would put it in the candle holder, and I would light. I would have on the sides of the of the four. I would put them like in, uh, you, you know, around the other candle, and on the four, I would like like the different types of the individuals. Um, uh, you know, that I would want attracted to them. You know, g- uh, gay men, hookers, prostitutes, um, <laughs> other players. Uh, uh, other players, um, uh, swingers, you name it. And I would like them, you know, I would like the main candle, okay, um, let it for a couple of hours the first day by itself to make them hot. Mm-hmm. Then I would slowly start lighting the other candles and then let them all burn um, at the same time until they're out. And then basically what I would do is I would take the remains and then put them in a box and um, uh, drop them off at the, the, the local uh, horny places. Right, right. See, uh, or you could just go and write their name on every um, on, on every stall door in every gay bar. Yeah. I mean that's a, that's a go too. That's a little yeah. Little, little magic. You can go to the gay bar and um, especially for um, and here is the thing: at a gay bar, heterosexual women often go into the guys' bathroom because it's cleaner. No, usually. <laughs> <laughs> Because they know the guys that are going in there are not looking at the JJ. (laughs) Uh, You can go in there and write their name and their phone number and then pull out your come-to-me oil and then rub that across the the name and the number. Wow, that is, I think, the best one. I really think that that's the best one out of all of them. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And and I love I mean one of the things I love that you talked about earlier is like like putting a brick on top of somebody mm-hmm. to hold them down um, or to um, actually I'm working on um, a poppet for myself that I pull all the stuff out of of my book and what I did is I made a poppet and 
what I did is I um, – it's really kind of funny. You see, you see this on, like, those different diet commercials where they'll draw a line as to where what area of the body you want to have shrink. Uh-huh. Right? And so I did that on the poppet, you know, and then I stuffed the feet full of um, herbs to um, different things to to release. So as I'm doing stuff, it's releasing whatever issue is coming up. Uh-huh. Um, I put um, high john and iris um, in in my in the uh, head area to keep me in balance, keep me strong, strong uh-huh. strength of mind, and just different things, different stones within it. And um, and you know, I was like, okay, what's next? What am I do? What am I doing next? Because I, I was like, okay, this the pop. It felt great. Woke it up, dedicated it, whatever. And um, I. Um, realize what I have to do next, which is I have to, I did anoint it with uncrossing, but I need to do that again. I need to bring it to, to my altar. I have to lay it on dirt. I have to, I'm going to fill a box full of dirt, lay it on top of the dirt, uh-huh. and then um, burn a candle at the head and the feet. The reason why it's, it needs to be on dirt in a box, because I don't want to bury myself, but it, I need to let it just fall off of me, go back to the earth. And then I realized I need to do um, an uncrossing at my feet and a crown of glory at my head. Yeah. So doesn't that sound kind of cool? Yeah, it definitely does. And I was like, why was I was on this great path? Why did I stop this path? Well, you know what I did after I made the poppet? Um, I didn't, you know, I didn't want to just leave it out, so I put it, I put it in a bag and shoved it in the corner, and I haven't been able to do anything positive since. <laughs> Oh yeah, I just really think out your magic. <laughs> There's yeah. the lesson. Uh, There's the lesson, but it was just kind of interesting um, how that all works. Yeah, it it, it is uh, it is very interesting. Um, Jackie, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about the back of the book. Um, a lot of people know how to work because I think that we talk about it in an enormous amount. So they know how to work with oils and herbs. Mm-hmm. Um. You also have stuff in here about stones or rocks. Yes. Um, can you talk a little bit about using that in magic? Oh, that was one of the first things I ever did was use different stones because rocks, the different semi-precious stones um, and, and quartz crystals, and some of them already have their own vibration of the vibration they bring to you, like you know, flipping open to the stone area. Blue lace agate vibrates like this or... Uh, moonstone vibrates like that. So it already has its vibration. And then what you can do is connect with that stone uh-huh. and then add your own need or definition or programming to it as it works within that. Uh-huh. So um, it's great to continue on your magic, create it as a talisman, um, etc. Now, how I use them additionally in magic is to enhance the candle. Of course, I'm always burning a candle enhance the candle that's happening or the herbs that are in there um has a little adds a little punch it's not going to disintegrate or go away um you i have stones in my poppet uh-huh. um to keep a strong heart and strong will and strong body so i have blood stones in there for for its use um to keep it going for for me like that stone of courage it's it's scary to to go through a personal transformation yeah so um so they're very you, you can they're very earth magic 
So I use them similar to how I use herbs. Of course, you're not going to digest them, but um, or I don't suggest digesting magical herbs anyway. Um, but you can add them to whatever you're doing, and it adds them um, almost like a permanence, uh-huh. um, a solid factor where you're putting herbs and oils in there. They, they have they will disintegrate after a while, where the the stone holds the permanence, and also the stone holds. When you're creating your spell, you're creating um, a gestalt, a, a spirit, um, an energy that that is your intent. And that stone will hold that intent better than the different herbs will. And quartz are wonderful for that as well. Mm-hmm. And quartz open up quartz open up doorways. I think that's why we have so many of them. They're just they're powerful in their own right. I mean, they're you know our watches run on them. There's a little bit of power there. Yeah. Um, so they can keep your spell going and enhance it. Now, are there spells, Jackie, that you would not use stones with? I don't know. Um, I just I use what feels right in the moment. So if there is, hmm, I I would use them in love spells. I definitely use them in money spells. Um, I use uh, oh. I love a little uh, lodestone with some magnetic sand on it for money. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe something that you're going to. Um, but I've used them in clearing too, because you can use an Apache tear mm-hmm. or several Apache tears and hold them in your hands and just just send all of your angst and sadness and stuff into it, and then bury it, and it goes back into the earth. Um, so you can use them for clearing. Stones are good for clearing. Like the schist, um, schist is, or, or even the river stones, like when you go to the ocean or the river and you uh-huh. get stones, from, naturally smooth stones, I use those for clearing. Um, they're lovely for that. They're just lovely for that. So um, it just, it, I haven't, I, I keep thinking, well, I use it for this. Yeah, I could use that one for that. I can't think of one I wouldn't use it for. Um, but no, if you're going to use something that, Needs to be thrown away. Maybe not use a stone because I'll use it um, like a river wash stone for clearing, um, and then I'll put it in the earth to clear itself. Yeah. What about you? Is there any any? Have you used many stones? I, I'm not a real big stone fan. You don't get stoned. I uh, no, not usually. Um, I, well, maybe three or four hundred years ago, but um, <laughs> it didn't work too well. <laughs> Um, uh, the, the other interesting thing, um, in the book is that you do have stuff in regards to the days of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, and interestingly enough, Kabbalistically, we have, uh, meanings for the days of the week as well. Um, oh. for example, on a, um, where's my shade? Okay. Um, on Sundays, Kabbalistically, you would use that for creation spells. Um, uh, That's the same thing I have in here. It's yeah. a good day for manifesting. Yeah. Um, on Monday, you would use it for change and separation spells. So I have Monday. It's a moon day, which is the power of the moon. Um And that's very dreamy. So it's not really separation, but it's very home-oriented. Um Tuesday, um, you would do uncrossing spells. Now, I have Tuesday here for courage, uh, very war-like, a Mars day. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. 
Yeah, the um, uh, so in in Kabbalah because of the fact that on Tuesday um, uh, uh, is is that three day is a great uh, day in regards to doing uncrossing uh, type of work. Um, Wednesday is well being spells and self improvement spells. There you go. That keys in together. Um, Thursday is business and financial spells. Yep, that keys in together as well. Friday is love spells. Uh-huh. And Saturday is connecting with the divine and protection spell. Yep. But that's also a banishing. Saturday is a banishing day. Yeah. So, um Well, so I would consider uh a banishing a protection spell. Now, I have like I say it in the book, um and I'll say it again. I do magic when it feels right. Yeah. So if you need an extra if you need you're you're really worried about your spell and you need to create more and more levels of belief to what you're doing so that you feel um, solid and, and supported in your process, mm-hmm. um, then then absolutely you want to add the time of day, the where the hands of the clock are, the day of the week, the where your lunar cycle is in, et cetera. Um, add all that in there to help you. Because that helps your energy connect with where you want to go. Mm-hmm. I mainly would use days of the week in a generalized spell. Mm -hmm. Um, For example, if I was doing a a general cleaning, wanting to get rid of negative yucky yucky energy, um, I would, in something that I would do systematically, Mm -hmm. I would use a day of the week. Um, If I was doing general prosperity for my business, I would use you know, the, the, I would be more cognizant of that. If all hell has just broken loose, I don't care what time of the day or night it is. Right. And sometimes what you do is you look at um, the day. It, it is now Tuesday, and I want to do something that is about um, I'm having financial issues and I need to shore myself up on that. But Tuesday is a day of, of war and, yeah. and banishing and, and protection. Well, then I'm going to do something to protect my money. And if I feel the need, say, oh, it's Tuesday. So do something to protect protect that or, mm-hmm. or remove any any threats to it. Yes. Which one of those may be you and your bad spending habits. Yes. <laughs> Hence why an uncrossing spell would work. <laughs> it's interesting how the systems, when you get right down to them, they actually work together in the, in a rather um, fine sort of way. And I well, think it is because these energies are universal. Yes, and <clears throat> um, people are finding more and more that this core of Egypt, which is this, this hotbed of of Middle Eastern energy. Yeah. And some people say that, that the um, Garden of Eden was in Africa. Um, but this is considered, you know, in Africa and Egypt, et cetera, this is considered the birthplace of humanity. Yeah. And in, in such a very small area, very small area, you had a multitude of religions that were born at that time and and then spread from there. And there's so much that is connected with it, and I'm not saying that everything goes back to Egypt. I think everything goes back pre-Egypt, um, but a lot of the stuff from the Bible comes from some of the Egyptian tales and texts that have been lost. Yes. You know, if you look at Moses was Egyptian, and that's where he learned his magic, and he learned a lot of his stuff is from Egypt. Yes. 
So um, I think a lot of it is going to keystone together on, on some of its basics because it all goes back to the same place. Yeah, and, I agree with you. And, and the Wiccan stuff, which comes from the Golden Dawn, which comes from the Egyptian teachings. Oh, they yeah, Crowley was obsessed with Egyptian mm-hmm. magic. So it was. Uh, there's definitely the uh, the roots to where that was. We're pretty much done. I know it's been a great hour and a half, and what a great month! Yes, it's been a great month doing uh, Coventry um, magic, uh, uh, and uh, of course, um, go to our sponsor at CoventryCreations.com. Um, we have wonderful, wonderful candle lines, many of them, um, mm-hmm. uh, for you to get. If you're interested in my candle line, Storm Sestamani's Tarot Magic, of course you can get it at the Candle Wick Shop, um, which is CandlewickShop.com. Um, uh, friend us up on Facebook, follow us up on Twitter, um, visit our website, and uh, all of those things. Jackie and I, of course, will be back um, next Tuesday uh, with another power-packed show in our little secret new little thing that we're going to be doing. So you'll have to check us out um, next Tuesday to find out what that is. And in the meantime, what do they need to do, Jackie? They need to keep it magic.
now. 